time now for the hard line. Powered by Johnny Londoff Chevrolet. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. The hard line features former St. Louis Blue Cam Jansen. Now the right by Jansen. Another left by Jansen. Now he goes to the uppercut. And former Missouri Tiger, T.J. Moe. Underneath, T.J. Moe sidesteps a man, gets to the 45. Left sideline, he's got a seam. T.J. Moe to the 30, to the 20, to the 10, to the house. 68 yards. Unbelievable. Along with Eric Messersmith, the hard line. Powered by Johnny Londoff Chevrolet, starts now. Here's Eric Messersmith. What is up, St. Louis? Time for another edition of the Hardline, powered by Johnny Londoff Chevrolet. It's an all-star week special this week. And we're, we're, we're dwindling, TJ. It used to be like we had 20 people on the show. People said, oh, why do you have so many people on the show? Well, right now, there's two. There's me and there's you, TJ Moe. Kind of the way it was meant to be, right? Just you and I. Just you and I. No. Sharing our love together. No? All right. TJ's just quiet over there. But anyway, Cam Jansen will be joining us later. Who the hell knows with John Hadley? <laughs> he might be outside smoking. I don't know. Is he coming today? <laughs> TJ's not answering at all. <laughs> That's the fun thing. You know, we should play every day. Guess who's on the show? Like, we'll just play a game. Guess who's on the show. If you get it right, you'll win some kind of prize. Right now, it's me, TJ, and Matt Rocchio is hanging out with us as well. 855-282-8255. Although I've been told the text line is under repair. Is that still true, Rock? Rock's shaking his head yes. So that means no texting. That is really sad. How are we going to make fun of John if and when he shows up, TJ, without the help of the texters? It's very odd that John is not here on the day. Ah, uh, that the, the text, text line's broken. Wow. John's right there. There he is. All right, so we're you hear the text line was broken. And walk right in. We got a big show today with guests. Guests. It's the Ben Hour. I like to call it. I'm going to go ahead and call really? it the Ben Hour. Benjamin Hawk. Oh, I have a Jay Quan story later too. A Jay Quan story. Yeah, yeah. You know who Jay Quan is? Tell me. Jaquan is a rapper from St. Louis. Oh, okay. Ben Hawkman. Everybody in the club getting tipsy, Eric. Everybody. Yeah. Love that song. Of course. Right. It's my cool. jam. Yeah, mine too. Ben Hawkman. Like 2004. Join us at three and about, well, actually very soon. And Ben Fredrickson at 330. Both of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Andy Strickland of that little program called Hockey Sense, which follows us on Wednesday. He's going to come on a little early and join us at about 540. I think so Hadley a had a show police escort here. There's no way he got here that fast without it. All right, first of all, Hadley, what are you wearing? Is this a Hawaiian shirt thing? You know what, though? At least he finally wore an undershirt so I don't have to see that mane coming out of his chest. Describe to us what you're wearing. Describe to the listeners. Paint them a picture, John, of what you have on right now. I'm wearing a shirt that most well-endowed men wear. <laughs> it's got flowers on it? Yeah, I'm secure enough with my man. All right, all right. It's a yeah, but, light but blue it looks shirt like a flowers. shirt that you bought when you weighed 100 pounds more. <laughs> it, it doesn't like matter you, if you, you can borrowed play... that from Orlando Pace, dude. And who, who I would say is probably still only 100 pounds more. Than I you. could I could play wiffle ball without a bat. That's all I got to say. Know, so it doesn't matter, John. I was giving you crap. I doubt it. And that'd be painful, John. <laughs> I stinks. was giving you crap for not being here when the show started. But TJ said you were far away, and I know what happened. August Bush the fourth gave you a ride, didn't he? And he chopped down kind of right. Ride. In the, I don't think he's calling you gay. He choppered you down right in the parking lot, didn't he? 
Uh, I will I will put it to you this way. I am thankful that for the first time in quite some time that there were none of St. Louis's finest anywhere to be found on the highway I was just driving. You're sweating again. Why are you always sweating? <laughs> because I'm fat. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, not real complicated. I mean, it's not like... <laughs> I'm like fat. I'm overweight. I got crap seeping out of my pores. TJ, it's 95 degrees outside. I wasn't sweating. John is in here just. I mean, it, how, how how much can you sweat on the walk from the car to the door? It's hot. It's like He's 40 degrees man. in the studio. He's wearing a shirt, two shirts, one of which has flowers on it. It's three sizes. Cam does that. Big. The undershirt is specifically to absorb sweat. That's the only reason for it. Is it? And that's what Cam says. Also, the text line's down, John, so it's going to be up to me and Eric to call you fat today. We will not have any help from Stubby yeah. Clark. I'm, sure, I'm not sure that Cam is going to be here. I'm not sure. Cam's down with some great people hanging out at Maggie O'Brien's. Hey, here's the good news, though. You're going to need some headphones because we're about to have an interview. Oh, I will grab some headphones because I want to talk to these two gentlemen. I've never had the pleasure to interview either oh, Benjamin it's... Hockman or... Ben Fritz. I'm, I'm actually sure, very much looking forward to I'm this. I'm sure they are excited. We'll go to the Ryan Kelly phone lines now and welcome in the first of our two Bens during our Ben Power Hour today. We'll start with Benjamin Hockman, columnist for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. How are you, sir? Oh, my God. This is like when the Beatles were on Ed Sullivan, so they had the Beatles first, and then they followed them up with people uh, spinning plates on poles. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. So Ben Fred spent. We're going to write that down and tell him you said that. I don't want you to undermine those those plate spinners. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't That's know if a you're talent. Being, I don't know if you're being fair to them. Hoxie, you got married recently. Congratulations. Tell us how married life is treating you. Thank you. Uh, more impressively, I'm still married. Wow. What's two uh, weeks? Two weeks now? Yep. Two weeks. Two weeks. No, it's awesome. Uh, Angela is now Angela Hockman. And uh, we just got back from uh, our honeymoon in the San Diego area. San Diego, of course, German for a whale of a honeymoon. <laughs> I hear San Diego's beautiful all year round, especially this time it's of incredible. year. Incredible! It's so nice. Sixty-nine, seventy, almost every day. Well, so not ninety-five degrees with high humidity, sweat through your shirt like John today. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Let's talk a little sports, Ben. I know, obviously, you were probably still following the Cardinals very intently while you were honeymooning in San Diego. So I'm sure you were watching every game out late in the West Coast. What do you make of this of team at 43 and 45? Everyone has the old buyer-seller debate. To me, it, it's a more of a complicated question with this team because I think, and I've said this before, why not be both? Like, if you're, why not, like, unload an asset that you know you're probably going to lose anyway, like Lance Lynn, but also try to acquire that middle-of-the-order bat that I think everybody desperately sees that this team needs? Yeah, one thing to remember is that it's not like it's the Marlins are just, like, waiting for the Cardinals to call them and not talking to all the other contending teams also. So it's, it's not as simple as, oh, we want Ozuna, let's go get Ozuna. Uh, it's one thing to, to remember for us to be, you know, cautious heading into this trade deadline. But you're absolutely right. I agree with you. And wh why not uh, trade Lance Lynn, uh, get some prospects, uh, knowing, of course, knowing or at least betting on Luke Weaver and Zach Flaherty and uh, maybe even as Michael Myers guy to fill in those 15 remaining starts or whatever the number is of Lance Lynn and pitch at a similar level. And then... Yeah, try to get that bat. Try to get Ozuna or Yelich or, you know, the pie in the sky, Josh Donaldson, something like that. And then and you would probably trade prospects for one of those guys 
so in in so much if that's even a word uh, in so much as if that's a word either you've traded Lance Lynn for a slugger it was just two separate trades involving prospects we like to make up words here so it's okay uh, you'll probably hear okay, unequivocally about 10 times when you, you talk to John Halley here in a minute I, I know nothing more nothing less nothing more nothing less he says that one a lot too I know Derek Gould your colleague and ours here at 590 kind of uh, poo-pooed the idea of, of Giancarlo Stanton of uh, the Marlins potentially coming to the yeah. Cardinals. I don't I don't know. Like if he is available and if the new ownership group, whichever ownership group ultimately wins the bidding there, doesn't want him and they're willing to unload him, if you're the Cardinals, why wouldn't you do that? Assuming that the haul for prospects isn't enormous because most of it would just be picking up his tab for the next mm-hmm. ten years. I look at him compared to Donaldson. Like I love Donaldson. Donaldson's an MVP. Yeah. Donaldson's four years older than Stanton. Donaldson's going to make is making seventeen million dollars this year. Next year he's under team control and arbitration. So let's say he's at I don't know twenty twenty two million, and then you'd probably like to keep him if you're trading for him. So you'd want to sign him, I assume. And what that's going to start at what twenty five or thirty a year. Now you're up to basically what you're paying Stanton, who's again four years younger and probably going to hit fifty homers this year. So I just why wouldn't you do it if you're the Cardinals, assuming he's available. Right. The the key is, is he available? And, and that's what Derek's reporting has said for the newspaper, is that it doesn't appear that he is going to be available for the Cardinals as of now. Now, what what just happened in Miami? They just got through the All-Star game. You know, they were building up to this uh, moment where the, all of baseball, all the world is, is coming or watching their city and their team. Now it's over. And now the Marlins are, are faced with the reality is we can't fall back on the excitement of the All-Star game. We have to look forward. Who's going to be the new ownership? What do we do with these players? Okay, is Stanton truly part of this? My point is they probably weren't going to be very, very active and vocal about this before the All-Star break, but now it's over, and uh, it's quite possible they could make a have a change of heart and move Stanton. And I agree with you. If you're going to splurge, splurge on Stanton. He's a top-ten player. Benjamin John Hadley here. I, if memory serves correctly, and I can't remember if I was smoking glaucoma medicine that day, but... <laughs> I think I met you down in Jupiter, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I you were taking your glass of but we did indeed meet uh, at a coffee shop uh, with Derek Gould. By, That's right. By the way, can That's I say right. something real quick? I just love how John just assumes, Ben, of course you would remember meeting him. He may not remember meeting you, but of course <laughs> you would remember meeting him. Uh, Benjamin, one of the – go ahead, yeah, bud. Yeah. I just I know people when they're on their glaucoma medicine because I used to be the columnist in Denver. There you go. There you go. This is one of the coolest things ever. When I say to you, Benjamin, I am toasted ravioli. I am a Nelly lyric. I am Becky, queen of carpets. What does that conjure up? Well, that was literally my, the first sentences I ever wrote for the Post-Dispatch uh, when I returned home in the fall of 2015. I thought that was one of the coolest lead-ins to any column I ever wrote, and how true, and and just an eclectic selection of items to describe you as a St. Louisan. But having lived out of uh, outside of St. Louis for ten years, doing a lot of work in New York and Los Angeles, I always come home. And while I'm sitting there thinking, you know, it's pretty cool being here. It's pretty cool being there. Whenever I land at Lambert, for some bizarre reason, I'm happy. Coming oh, back yeah. and uh, coming back and working in your hometown. It still has got to be a phenomenal feeling for you. Oh, there, there's absolutely nothing like it. And we, we can't hide from some of the issues that St. Louis 
has, whether it's crime or maybe on a lesser scale. I was just sitting here at the Frontenac uh, Starbucks, and I walked to my car for privacy to be on the phone with you guys. The walk was 18 seconds, and I'm drenched in sweat, just dripping like a waterfall because it's so hot outside. Um, that being said, I mean, there's nothing like uh, a sports town. There's nothing like your hometown and the people who care so passionately and you could be in line at the grocery store and stuff. You could you do whatever, and people are talking Cardinals, and, and it's just really special to be a part of it, and I'm, I'm proud and honored and humbled. Yeah, it's, it's interesting as you talk about it because at that very place, I was having breakfast, having a business meeting today at uh, Schneidhorst and yeah. run across a couple people who come up and introduce themselves, talk sports. I was in at uh, Three Kings on Manchester <laughs> meeting with a couple huh. people today, and a party of four guys – it came up, introduced themselves, talking sports. I mean, it is, there is a very unique dynamic and a very provincial feeling that sometimes to me is frustrating, but a very provincial dynamic in this city that makes it at least somewhat special. And Ben, I oh, like... No question. No question. Go ahead, please. I would say I like how you use the word humble because that's probably the word that's uh, very humbling coming in here every day working with who we work with. So I we I share that feeling with you. That's fair. That's fair, yeah. Well, one thing that's interesting about Cardinals fans that I've, I've learned now that I've returned to St. Louis, because before this I was writing a lot about the Broncos, but also the Colorado Rockies. And they have some fervent fans, too. And it's with the Cardinals, there's so much passion. But it's like every day is doomsday, and God forbid the team isn't that good. Now, clearly – you want the team to win the World Series every year, but it's like, oh my! Like, like I guess what I'm getting at is with the Mosellac stuff. So many people are screaming, "Fire Mosellac!" The team's not winning. Unbelievable. That, like, if you look at the mosaic of Mosellac, if you will, his, <laughs> his time here in St. Louis, almost every year they're in the playoffs. This year and last year are a blip, and this year isn't even over yet. So, but we get so I guess caught up in the uh, I don't want to say we're entitled. To baseball greatness, but there is a belief that this team should be in the playoffs in the World Series annually. And when it's not, it's doomsday. And I'm coming from Colorado, where one year they like almost got to 80 wins, and it was a big deal. Oh, they're turning the corner. They're in, they're in the high 70s. They're turning the corner. <laughs> ben, I know you follow all the sports around here. What is your over/under on Mizzou's football win total this season? Great question. Uh, I'm going with I'm going with seven. Uh, either way, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna get the six though. That's that's my uh, that's my out on a limb. Ooh, they're gonna get six. But I think they're gonna get six. And uh, my my now wife, uh, I'm of the Jewish faith, and uh, she is not. So we will celebrate Christmas with her. But unfortunately, I'll probably be celebrating Christmas in Shreveport, Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> crappy bowl that Mizzou gets into, but uh, this team is really intriguing. It's, it's the opposite of last summer, right? Last summer we're coming into it say, oh my God, they're going to have the best defense ever, but I don't know about the offense. No, the offensive line. Well, this year we're coming into it. Oh my goodness, this offense is going to be a firepower. Crockett could be one of the best running backs Mizzou ever has, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know about the defense. No, that's true. And you look at their schedule, they, they don't leave Columbia until October. They have to go to Kentucky. It's a really favorable schedule. I mean, you go Missouri State, South Carolina, Purdue, Auburn. Then you're at Kentucky, at Georgia. You get Idaho at home. You go to Connecticut, who won three games uh, last year, but John Hadley thinks they're going to win the <laughs> national title. 
And then you've got <laughs> Florida, Tennessee, both at home, and you're at Vanderbilt at Arkansas. That's about as favorable. I mean, the only thing I think you could switch on that is is mm-hmm. uh, potentially replacing Auburn. Outside of that, the schedule is about as favorable as possible. What do you think their ceiling is? If everything were to go right and the defense, who only returns two or three starters, glues, and the offense really comes together, what do you think their ceiling is? I mean, I don't want to go crazy, but, I mean, is it, is it possibly is it nine? And, I mean, that's that's really, really astounding uh, to think that. But if we're talking somewhere between six and nine, which, of course, would be nice, um, that, that's, that's, that's pretty exciting. And that's, of course, uh, a ball team, and that's a quarterback who's only a junior and probably won't leave early for the draft, meaning that the next year could be even more exciting. Benjamin Hockman of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch joining us here on the Hardline, powered by Johnny Londoff Chevrolet. By the way, Ben, I'm sure your, your wife is lovely, but an added bonus, now you get the Christmas and Hanukkah double dip. Like, that oh. is going to be a really impressive December for you. That was that was a nice move. All the gifts. All the gifts. Because <laughs> Hanukkah, you get, what, like eight days of gifts, right? Is, that, is it eight, eight days? Eight crazy, crazy nights. Crazy nights. Over there, each is just crazier than the next. Last year, I got... Argyle socks, and then the next night I got Argyle socks. <laughs> you know, what did you th- did you read the New York Times article the other day about Mizzou's declining enrollment? Yeah, yeah. And I know the universities kind of pushed back a little bit. They they released some talking points, but I mean, look, the facts are the facts. A freshman enrollment down thirty five percent in two years. I don't think it's a coincidence that it's the two years at you know since the protest. What do you make now that some time has passed of? sort of the legacy of those protests and how they affected your, your alma mater? That's a good question, and it's definitely a, leads to a complicated answer. Because when it was going on, I was really fascinated um, not only by the power of sports, and we saw it unbelievably with the football team coming together uh, and, 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 and saying they would maybe not play a game, but just the idea of like people standing up for something, for, for a simple statement being, it was kind of neat. And uh, whether it was handled right or wrong, yeah, we could, we could talk about this for hours. But I thought it was, for lack of a better word, neat that the, the students stood up and tried to make a difference. Okay, could they have handled it a different way? Sure. Could they? I mean, they, I mean, they did a lot of interesting things. They disrupted the homecoming parade to make their point. Uh, they, they asked for very drastic things, like the most important people at the university to be fired as opposed to working other ways to fix the problems. Again, we could talk about this all day, uh, but I guess two years later, what I'm, what I'm getting at is I'm, I'm rather fascinated by the power of the voice, the power of the average student's voice, combined with the football team. And that was some unprecedented stuff that the football team came together uh, to do that. Now, I'm not saying all 100 of those players were in agreement, but they were there they were in the photo, locked arms, if you will. Uh, but, yeah, it clearly now – there are 17, 16, 18-year-old high school students who don't just look at Mizzou as the alma mater of the great Max Scherzer and the even greater T.J. Moe. Hmm. They don't look at Mizzou as this amazing journalism school. They look at it as an unpredictable, unstable campus environment. And if I'm also looking at Illinois and I'm also looking at KU or something like that, if I'm a journalism student also looking at Syracuse and Northwestern, Maybe Mizzou's dropped down my list a little bit. And, and Ben, that is frustrating for me because you have guys like Marcel Frazier and Jamon Moore who have both come out in the last couple of days that say the national media is the one that did the disservice. It's funny because Marcel Frazier is, is saying the national media 
screwed them, but he's only talking to the national media this year. He's he's shunning the local <laughs> media, who is the one that actually were telling the real story. It was the guys on the ground right. who were saying that it, this is not nearly what I'm going to report to you what's happening, but this is not this is I mean, they're they're. The New York Times said it's just like Berkeley. No, Berkeley, you were throwing chairs through windows and, and lighting couches on fire. And I think the mass right. media has done a real disservice to Mizzou as a whole, reporting it that way, and Fox News and everybody else, and they want to make it look like something it's not. And when you have that, that's what it becomes. I mean, even even in the New York Times, the title of the story was, Long After the Protests, They're Still Feeling the Effects. Long After the Protests? It's been not even two years. I mean, what, yeah. what is long after, like, if we're talking about this in 10 or 15 years, that's one thing. But I think the national media has created this bubble that isn't real, and it's, we're really seeing the effects because of that as much as anything. Yeah, and the sensationalism of anything. I mean, when, I mean it's a headline world. It's a 140-character world. Uh, I mean, how often do you guys even, I mean, I'm not trying to point a finger, how often do you read an article? You just see the headline, and you, and you get the main information from the headline, oh, and you say to yourself, oh, I know what's in there. I know what's in there. You know, when not, sometimes it's not written the way you would think so. So we're, and, and then the sensational aspect, I mean, you've you got Melissa Click, the, um, the professor screaming and stuff. These images are, are, are powerful and unique, and, uh, and a lot of the media took it and ran with it. And, yeah, and, like, a lot of times, you know, this is in sports, Maybe this is different with, with like, political stuff. Like, in sports, like, ooh, the, the national media. The, no, it's, the national media is one thing, sports center. Or at least it used to be. It was just sports center, what you saw on there. Oh, that national media is so hard on us. No, one guy on sports center was screaming and saying your team's not good, they're, they're bad, or whatever it is. Ben, Chris Gardner, your former producer on the Writer's mm-hmm. Block program, Long Live the Writer's Block, Texted in. He yeah. has. He's already been benefiting from the holiday double dip. Very unfair. Oh yes, well, Jeff Gardner um, is an ally of, of the Jewish people. It, it, it was actually a special connection that he and I had. Two mentors uh, working together on <laughs> on the uh, the writers block. Uh, <laughs> the rest. And Gardner, I'll tell you this: he was at the wedding a couple a couple weeks ago, and he was he was a star. I watched him work in the crowd, working some of the, the big players in St. Louis who were, you know, movers and shakers. There he was, holding his own. It was fun to see. He knows how to work a room for sure. You got one more job yeah. before we let Ben go? Yes, I do. Benjamin, very good to hear your voice on this show, big boy. Hopefully it won't be the last time. Um, which, of course, I'll make that decision. But <laughs> anyhow, <laughs> anyhow, I just wanted to get your take on this whole McGregor-Mayweather thing. You have to be yeah. enjoying this, eh? No, I mean, no question. I mean, it's entertainment. I, I just think the fight's going to be so bad. I mean, I, I really think this isn't going to be uh, Balboa versus Drago. This is going to be Drago versus uh, Apollo Creed, hopefully, except for one different detail that, that uh, you know, McGregor you know, makes it live out of there. Uh, but, yeah, in the meantime, yeah, entertain us. Put on a show. Why not? I mean, we get into that kind of stuff. And, yeah, in a soundbite world, in a headline world, in a, in a, in a quick video world, uh, these press conferences are gold. No doubt about it. Well, big man, have a great night. I appreciate you joining us today. We'll continue reading you in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Cam Jansen down at Maggie O'Brien's downtown enjoying some good food, some good company. Stop by and say hello to him. All right. That's awesome. Thanks so much, guys. I enjoyed it. 
See you, Ben. Take care, Ben. Congrats again on the marriage. Hey, uh, you know what we should do here? Since the text line is down, this would be a great time for everybody to call. Hold on. The text line is down? text line is down, yes. Why? I don't know. It says error. Landline. We were going to ask you. Yeah. John. Why is it down, John? Did you have anything to do with I that? I brought the axe. Somebody could get cut. Is the backup generator broken again? I mean, what? Is it because you were frustrated with what they were saying about you, and you just said no more of this? No, here's what we're going to do, though. No, in fact, the people, the people getting, it's sick. I'm surrounded by sickness. My brothers and friends are getting a bigger jolt out of people ripping me on text messages than anything I've ever done Everybody's in my career. Everybody's kind of enjoying that, really. And I think it needs to continue on our Twitter page. You yes. can. Th- we're going to use our Twitter as the uh, text line. So Hardline STL. If you want to call John Fat there, that's the place to do it. There you it. go. Unbelievable. Hardline, Hardline STL. STL. Unbelievable. I got a thyroid problem. So we're in between <laughs> We're in between Ben's here. We just talked to Benjamin Hockman. Ben Fredrickson in the hour of Ben is going to join us next. But first, TJ, let's talk about the home loan expert, Ryan Kelly, your boy, your friend. Well, Ryan's your boy and your friend too. I love him. I think I love he's, him. but he, you know, he he's been always good to me, but he was really good to you. Well, see, I thought he was really good to me, and then I was getting preferential treatment. Turns out I wasn't, Eric. And and let's be honest, I'm a big star, right? Well, of course, I, I can't walk around town without getting stopped. But apparently, I'm not that big of a deal because Ryan does that for everybody, John. Even you, he would even refinance wow. your house, even wearing that shirt. Even where I doubt it. But if you took that shirt off, he would refinance your house. He would get you a loan. He would pretty much do all the work. All I got to do is sign a few papers, and you'd be in your new place in no time. I hear nothing but phenomenal things about Ryan Kelly. Well, <laughs> unequivocally. Unequivocally. Yeah, nothing more, nothing less. No, absolutely. And if One you, thing's not two things. <laughs> <laughs> if you need to buy them or you want to refi and you've got credit card debt, you need to give Ryan a call. The phone number is 314-781-9700. Or visit him online at thehomeloanexpert.com. The Home Loan Expert team works hard, so you don't have to if you're looking to refinance or purchase a home. Why, 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 why would you go anywhere else? Well, I wouldn't. I didn't. You shouldn't, Eric. 314-781-9700 or online, thehomeloanexpert.com. Ben ha- Ben Fredrickson. Almost got my Ben's confused. Coming up next, it's the Hardline, powered by Johnny Londoff Chevrolet. 590 The Fan, 1057 HD2FM and InsideSTL.com.